0: Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn are back to launch the next global fashion brand in Making the Cut. In this new original series from Amazon, 12 designers from around the world compete for the opportunity to take their brand to the next level. New episodes available every Friday. Watch Making the Cut only on Prime Video.
1: I had opportunities for four major campaigns after the shows, and not one happened. It Seems to me that um, for a few seasons now, there's been a cloud over fashion. I've been saying for a while that it's beginning to me to feel repetitive. If we don't have things like extravagant fashion shows, the image-making machine of fashion might revert to things like magazines, the way it used to be. I'm not really ever a great believer of things going back to how they were. Maybe it will make the world appreciate beauty, appreciate how beauty is created, how it should be treasured, you know?
0: Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF podcast. This week, editor-at-large Tim Blank sits down with Sam McKnight to understand how the current situation of the coronavirus pandemic is impacting him and creative people throughout the fashion industry. Tim spoke to Sam as part of one of our BOF Live events. If you're interested in learning more about these events, visit businessoffashion.com events. In the meantime, here's Tim Blanks and Sam McKnight inside fashion.
1: Sam and I, uh known each other for many years in so many different capacities and it's very it's extraordinary that in this extraordinary time i mean it's appropriately extraordinary in this extraordinary time that we get to talk together like this so um sam hello hello tim how are you i'm good i'm I'm complete i'm just nervous and i feel i've got butterflies all the time i I just this this situation the the world is just making me incredibly nervous but uh the sun is shining and the garden looks beautiful and i know that your garden is your happy place yeah it is i'm very lucky to have that I, i i realize how lucky i am to have that i really do um that i'm not stuck in a flat with lots of children and, and, you know, I mean, I really feel for some people, it must be really, really tough, but I mean, being very selfish, I'm actually, I have, I've been alone for what eight days, something like that now day eight, but I'm actually, I've, I've, I've taken a leaf out of my garden. If you like, I have, Um, I have slowed down and I feel like I'm, I'm not fighting it, you know, it's it it will be over. And I'm actually really enjoying the not traveling, the this the whole slowing down process, because you know, taking a leaf out of the garden, as I said, and I'm repeating myself already. Um when you when you are a gardener, when you are involved in a garden, you you have a it gives you a different perspective on things. Um, there are seasons. The seasons sometimes are very slow to emerge, but the seasons always come. So there's a lot of hope there. And, and what an incredible lesson for fashion that, that if we slow ourselves to a natural rhythm, there's a future. There's a, well, a very different kind of future from the future we would have imagined three or four months ago where everyone was stuck in this incredible cycle of just you know, this crazy old merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And having that garden that you have, which is one of the wonders of West London, to be able to step out into that and see all that beauty just coming up in a natural sort of, you know, man had nothing to do with that. That's all nature. Well, it's not all nature. (laughs) I mean, it's nature nature (laughs) and nurture. There's a lot of (laughs) nurture. There's something about having a garden, which just seems so, like everything you've ever learned in your work, you can turn into- Marry it together. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Externalize, so yeah. your garden becomes, when you're long gone, your garden will be a monument to the um, art of hairdressing. <laughs> 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 My cocktail, what can I say? Oh dear, yeah. But getting getting to the work, where were you um, in your professional life when um, COVID nineteen um, interrupted the rhythm of the world? Well, we the were we were actually just coming to the end of uh, Fashion Week, weren't we, in, in Paris? Because we'd been in Milan, and then we came to um, Paris, and I, I think I did one day's work after that, and that that's that was it when did you and when did you become aware of this insidious thing that was settling over us at what point during the season did it become clear that we were about to deal with this complete catastrophe well we were quite cl- we were quite clear i remember from the beginning of london fashion week because at the beginning of london fashion week i i was actually saying I would be very surprised if Milan and Paris go ahead, but they did. Go, they did go ahead. And what were your what was your feeling about that? Did you think that was kind of well, well, like everyone else? Like like everyone else, it's it, in retrospect, it's easy to say, oh, da, 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 but in fact, at the time, you think, well, okay, they know what they're doing. It's fine, you know. Yeah. It's okay, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely this thing is really big. This thing that's happening in China is really getting bigger and bigger and bigger um is this the right thing and uh we had to um we had to have uh, we had to see a doctor before we went into the chanel show and then it seemed a little more serious and after that it moved pretty quickly but it's 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 an odd it's an odd feeling seems to me that um for for a few seasons now there's been a cloud over fashion and and do you uh, think how how do you, how do you mean I, I just feel i feel financially i mean economically the 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 industry was uh challenged and you kept hearing about um businesses not doing well and and um there was a little bit of smoke and mirrors uh happening um you know, I think that's always been a condition in fashion that it is an industry that that presents an image um, of
0: uh, well, that's uh, what it's about, confidence, it's about image. Yeah,
1: confidence and beauty, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and it hasn't obviously that's not always the case, it, but it did feel to me in, in my capacity that that, that it, it things were just getting a little bit more twisted and complicated and and. Um, and there was a sort of Darwinian thing beginning to emerge that these businesses would survive. These businesses wouldn't. Department stores weren't doing well. This store was doing well. That store wasn't doing well. This designer, that designer, you know. And this is what people love now. Um, it's all about social media, whatever. That all the goalposts are kind of moving all over the place. And then when this happened, it did feel to me a little bit like, you know, it, I think for a long time, people have felt something's coming, you know. With the climate crisis, do you think people have wanted something to come too? It's not just a feeling it maybe is a, a, a general something needs to give here. I, for, yes. I've been saying for a while I mean, this is my age too. Um, I've been saying for a while that it's beginning to me to feel repetitive. You know, is there's, the, there's the shows, the the magazines come in every three months, which is already dated, but there's a there's a kind of repetition and you feel for a while that there needs a feeling of recalibration somehow. Well the reset. That's what you know. The reset. Yes, the reset. The the same as I, I I keep equating it to my garden, but it's kind of you know, in winter things die down and then and then things grow back. So there's there's always that constant Feeling of renewal, and I'm being very positive about this, and feeling that this what I'm going to take away from this whole period is a definite feeling of renewal, and I think that's probably what's going to happen, and that that need, yeah, and that needn't be a bad thing, you know. I, th- I think that I, I I think that what what so many people were saying is that there was just too much, it had all become so excessive. Um, and I agree with that, that there was a sense of an unsustainable. It's, quite, it's interesting to hear you st- to using the past tense. There was. Yes, it's my weird optimism. Well, but that, that, I think that's amazing. I, I think that's really great because that suggests hope and renewal to me. I think we're a long way from that. I think there's, a very, there's, a, there's, there's quite a, a dark... Period to go through before we actually. But I think having those thoughts that. of hope and renewal at the end of that it is we need that too. I, I want to talk to you about that. Um, in a, after I finish that thought about um the the sense of the unsustainability of 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 fashion, the whole, all of it, all of it, the the exploitation of natural resources, the 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 whole image-making machine, the content generation—that this strangely, this distracting, this thing that just seemed to be designed to distract people from um, uh, what we what we needed to be thinking about—and fashion was coming around to that with with discussion of things like circularity and localization. Localization now seems incredibly um, relevant for the fashion industry, with everybody's far-flung production facilities closed down. Um, you just see that we might be reaching a point where people will only be able to work locally. Um, well, I've been saying for years, that you know it's going to be about tailors, dressmakers, and cobblers in your village, but that is my very kind of post-apocalyptic vision of not, fa- not just fashion, but the world. Um, the, the idea of um, the, uh, the optimistic aftermath of all of this. You know, I just said to you, if we don't have things like extravagant fashion shows, um, the image, image-making machine of fashion might revert to things like magazines, the way it used to be. Now, you weren't so sure about that. I never, I'm not a really ever a great believer of things going back to how they were. You know, I I don't. Yeah, that's I use the word back. I should say forward. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, going forward, there's definitely there's definitely room for new ways of looking at things. That's for sure. But I don't know. I I feel that I feel that the magazine thing is is really dated now. It it, it is, and of course, there's room for it, but maybe not how how we knew it. Why do you think it's dated? Um, I've been I've been kind of really. What can I say? I, 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 You have the feeling that lots of things just look the same, you know? That goes, that goes all the way through it. And I think I'd be really interesting to see how the film world develops after this. Because I think fashion films have been trying to be really, really interesting for, for, for a long time, but they haven't quite hit the button like... I keep thinking, you keep thinking back to the sort of glory years of film when it first began a hundred years ago, or, you know, the turn of the last century, a hundred odd years ago, and you feel like the fashion world um, needs, to, the, the fashion film world needs a needs an awakening. Does that make sense? I, mm, in in the way that the fashion illustration world could be revisited, in the way that no, I think that just the, the, the general idea of the fashion image, um, you know, you say all magazines look the same. That's because all magazines focused on the same outfits that were released yeah. by the same yeah, yeah, designers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, that's a big sweeping statement. All magazines don't look the same, but the medium of magazines is, you know, it's been the same for many, many years. And it, it's, it's maybe about, some group of young people coming along and creating a new medium, which maybe maybe just isn't the still image. Well, well, because I I, I love you know if you look at the glory days of Harper's Bazaar or the uh, uh, Franco Sinatra's Italian Vogue or, or when, yeah. when fashion image making was pure and it and it was about gorgeous images, uh, almost. That the whatever the, the actual piece of clothing was was almost um um irrelevant to the yeah. art yeah. direction and the, the photography and the pose and the, the sort of perfect representation of, of what people call the fashion dream. Um I could imagine and and hair and makeup was an art and you know, you were part of all of that. Well, all the, all those things are still. They're, they're still incredibly creative. But I could see a a rebirth rather than going back. I could see yeah. a renaissance of, especially if we don't have the more kind of conventional content generator like the fashion show. If that does happen to change, that whole situation has to change. I could see. Um, fashion film um yeah i i could i could see i could see a lot of things running along the same tracks but i do love a really fantastic fashion magazine oh yeah me too I i love a fantastic fashion show so maybe everything needs to be more distilled and less less sort of less i don't know you you feel that you almost want a new sort of, um, a new aspiration and almost a new, is ex- exclusivity such a sort of dirty word these days, but there's something about the old order that, where that was very, um, that was a very beautiful thing, that yeah. you couldn't actually have something, you know? So it was aspirational. Yes. But it's almost been so democratized that it's worthless. Does that make sense?
0: Oh my God, this is what I, this is
1: what I find more and more more and more conversations with with designers, with photographers, whatever that the whoever the notion of restoring the idea of preciousness to fashion that it's not this enormous. I want it now. I'll have my one pound bikini. I'll wear it. I'll throw it out. You know that that all of that insane waste and 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 exploitation that. If, if you bring back the notion of, of value and, and you refresh people's memory about what value that the word about yeah. what value means, that value is craft, yeah. Yeah. value is imagination, value is ingenuity, yeah. value is creativity, that value is something you treasure. Um, it's precious, and a piece of clothing can embody all of that, because it's yeah. actually something. It's all about, you know. People have been talking about the hand, the human hand, a lot. Didn't you find that? But, and and the kind of idea of craft has been reborn. That's been that's been happening for a while. A while, yeah, a while. And then you have something like this, which completely, like, COVID nineteen, completely, completely spotlights that. You know, but I, I think that for for people like you and. Um, and all the wonderful makeup people you've ever worked with and the work you did in those teams, um, the contribution, the, 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 the notion that, that, that fashion is, is a collaborative thing, mm. something that you all shared in those incredible moments when you were traveling around the world with amazing photographers and amazing models. But that still happens, Tim. There are are really incredibly talented young hair and makeup people and young photographers out there at the moment. Absolutely. And stylists. And yeah. I mean, I think there's a wave of these guys that will see us through whatever happens after this. And a wave of even younger ones to come. But I I think what's sad is this sort of the excess and disposability of things that has happened recently. But I think I feel that was kind of coming to an end anyway, because like you said, everyone is bored of it. Everyone kinda of had enough of it. And you know fashion thrives on boredom, on to the next. But in the past, the previous stuff hasn't been quite so disposable. It's been more of an evolution rather than a sort of, you know, yesterday's fashion magazines are tomorrow's chip papers. I, I don't I, I'm not explaining myself very well. The disposability of, of it is kind of disgusting. But, but, but that, that's kind of what was happening with everything. That, that yeah. the speed of everything was the, the whole notion of the left behind. You know, that's what's been so big in populist politics: the left behind, the left behind, yeah. The yeah, left yeah, that's behind having yeah. having their voice. Yeah. And that that's all about that. This is ridiculous entropic speed that that society moves so fast that eventually it just stands completely still. Yeah. Yeah. And then actually what COVID-19 has done is has stopped everything. And maybe maybe it will make the world appreciate special things, appreciate um, handicrafts, appreciate beauty, appreciate how beauty's created, how it should be how it should be treasured, you know? Oh, I mean I couldn't have said that better. But uh, at the same time, we know that there are hedge funds making billions of dollars from betting on the collapse of yeah, our economy. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, to me is pure evil. Um, that human greed is still uh, sucking the light and the life yeah. out of out of yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. that's the change that I. That's the sort of fundamental change I would love to see. That, that. Somebody who has a trillion dollars doesn't feel compelled to make another trillion dollars. Yeah, because all everybody's going to die at know? the expense of someone else's trillion dollars. Yeah, but, good, but yeah. what the trillion dollars could do for the trillion people who have nothing and who of are, course, of course, yeah, it's a it's a complete nightmare. Where fashion sits in that is um, uh, an interesting situation because um, we what do we rely on fashion for? I've always relied on fashion for inspiration and joy, you know I mean you know i when I would buy lots of fashion in the eighties, I mean buying the new Gaultier jacket would bring you joy every time you wore it, and you'd wear it a lot, you know, and do people still get that? Do you still get joy from buying something i mean but then then you would buy something like that once once a season or once or twice a season. It was precious. It was precious. And there weren't, there weren't very many of them. You know, yeah. it wasn't massive. It wasn't massive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that, 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 that is the idea that we're talking about restoring, you know, bringing back the notion that that's something that people have worked on, that thought about, you know, created yeah. with other yeah. people. And, and, that, like, and it didn't necessarily look like something else. That they've torn out of a magazine from forty years ago. It it really was a new way of looking at things, and they're all. They're, and that's what's so great about fashion, because it can actually show you things in a new way. It can give you a new way of looking at something, you know. And I think that will be incredibly important in the months or years to come. Don't you think that we will be need? To- I do. I think it's. I actually think it. I think it's a really exciting. It's a really it's going to be a really exciting time. Yes, there are going to be dark days and dark periods, but I mean, you've got to always look on the bright side of life, really, don't you? Well, no. You I didn't. mean, fashion fashion also is the eternal optimist, isn't it? I mean, the fashion magazines yeah. in in throughout history have brought optimism and joy through the letterbox or on the newsstand. That, that's what they've been selling. And even if, even if you didn't have access, that, that's what, what was always so interesting is that even if you didn't have access to what you were looking at, it was still wonderful to look at it. Yeah. And I think maybe that a little bit of that has been lost. And um, that's a challenge to restore that. But I did want to ask, how do you, how, how you feel about hairdressing's place now? As, 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 as probably the most, the, the best known hairstylist in the world, and the man who is, um, you see me blowing smoke? Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about where, where does hair, hair, hair styling sit now in the whole fashion? How, how, how were you feeling about it before this happened? And what could you see happening to it? I mean, if I just give you a prompt, I'm thinking that the craft of what you do will be respected in a new way. Because, well, because it's something that's not going to be done by a machine or a computer anytime soon. So, I mean, the, 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 the little hands of hair and makeup are going to be needed. They're not going to be um, disposed of. And I was saying to a friend of mine who has a salon um, the other day, I, I, I keep seeing all these people talking about cutting your own hair and, and women getting really panicked and stressed about how they should cut their own hair. We're only we're only locked down for a week or a few days, and you let let it grow for a bit. Take a chill pill. Don't get stressed. I mean, do not get stressed about cutting your own hair because if you cut your own hair, a disaster. This the stress will be much worse. Just relax. Just chill. And and these hairdressing salons are going to be so busy after this lockdown. Uh, there's going to be a hairdressing boom because. They can't, people can't do their own hair. There will be always a need for hair and makeup stylists for the whole team on a, on a fashion shoot. Is this the rebirth of the Tony home perm, perm then? <laughs> I don't know. You need to talk to L'Oreal or someone about that. Remember you used to talk about those tight little perms that your mum and all, all her friends had, the, little, the tight little curly perms that everybody had at a certain time in the past. My mum had one. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. But um, you, on, um, on March 21st, you uh, reposted an Instagram by a woman called Lucy Johnson. She was basically, she was calling out the government, the British government, for not really including services like hairdressing yeah. in um, what were, not, not necessarily essential services, but, but honest, honorable services to the community. And the the beauty industry is a massive industry in this gig. It brings in billions, it generates billions of pounds. And um, someone asked me to, I didn't know Lucy Johnson, but someone asked me to to repost it. And I read it and agreed with it. And I reposted it. And then Naomi reposted it. I mean, now there's a woman who supports the hair industry, you know, always has done. And um, I thought, Naomi, please, if you feel like it, repost it. And she did straight away, bless her. And um, so, because beauty is, it's crucial to some people. Okay, it may not be life or death, but it really is a crucial part of people's life. People spend a lot of money on beauty. And a lot of the beauty um, industry is self-employed. And the day when I posted that, that had not been addressed by the government, but it was very quickly after that. And so the comments from people who were losing their businesses and so on, now, now there's a better feeling in the community than... How much of a community is hairdressing? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a really incredible network and community. That there's, um, there's an incredible camaraderie between hairdressers and rivalry too. If you ever go to the hairdressing awards, you'll see that in real life. <laughs> And how do they treat you? Are you Yoda? Are you the Yoda of hairdressing, or, or, or? oh, I don't know. I'm the old man of hairdressing, that's for sure. Um, But um, I mean, I've never really been because of what we do. We don't work in salons. We're we're quite we're quite alone. You know, we're not working with. um, We're not in the hairdressing industry. So it's 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 only recently that our photo shoot uh, branch of the beauty industries has been kind of included in that world. And that's a lot of thanks to Catherine Hancock, who started Creative Head magazine a few years ago and merged the salon world and the photo shoot world together. And I think that she's done that magnificently. But the, the, you you know the industry has grown enormously. I mean, when I started doing this, there were probably six people in the world who did it, maybe ten, and and now there are literally thousands. So it, it wasn't really an industry then. You know how many fashion shows were there in the season? Twenty, not that many. I don't know um, if that. And um, now it's a it's this huge monstrous merry-go-round monster that people can't get off. What happens now with with COVID, with COVID-19, what happens to hairdressing? You said there are thousands of people. There are thousands of livelihoods. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to the to the fashion world and the photo shoot world, but let, let's see what happens because we're only 10 days into this thing, so I don't want to make any sort of predictions because we don't know. Um... But I keep getting options for things. People have been very optimistic. So I keep getting options for shoots that are probably not going to happen. But so people are kind of trundling along. And I think people in the salon business, I I would imagine the salon business will be booming when we go back because people will be rushing to the hairdressers uh, like never before. So I don't know. Let's see how it goes. I don't know. What a perfect moment for a, a before and after story that... When everybody comes racing back from there, it's so good no? yeah yeah to to the to the salon uh, so you 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 are being very optimistic this is potentially an opportunity in a way that that what are, ideally for everybody who works in fashion, for everybody who who has ever been making beautiful things, styling beautiful things, making sure that they look as good as they possibly can for you know, the global audience, um, this might remind people of what they love about fashion, that when when they are, I mean, how, how long is it, is, say there was an enormous lockdown, and you say you have options now, presumably you've been working right up to this point. So you've been doing hair for fashion shoots that will be coming out over the next, how, how, how much do magazines have in the, bag then if this goes i don't on. know but i know i know i had options for four major campaigns after the shows and not one happened not one so uh, i i guess there's going to be a shortage of campaigns this season which makes me think maybe there'll be a shortage of magazines i don't know i don't know i'm i'm not i'm not, you'd have to ask edward any about that Oh, uh, you have to ask Edward. But um, I think that, I, you know what? Edward's doing such a great job. These guys will rise to the occasion, you know? I just wonder if there'll be a lot of stuff that doesn't make it, you know? Yeah. A lot of stuff that doesn't, and that, that's sad, you know? And there's also the interesting point that if people get used to not looking at fashion in the way they were used to looking at it, whether they will fall out of the habit of looking at it in that way, whether... Well, the, 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 there's a lot. There's a lot of small independent magazines that that really operate on a shoestring, you know. Now, me, but maybe they'll be okay because they operate on a shoestring. Maybe, maybe they'll be fine, and people will still work for free and and, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It will definitely be a a um. It'll be a great leveler, won't it? Really? Yeah, for everybody, everything. Have you ever thought of it as a moment where you could? just say you know what i love my garden i'm I, I don't want to live with this stress anymore i could just i could happily go and potter for the rest of my life and um oh no i'd be really bored <laughs> yeah i mean i think I, I think for me now this period it's showing me more than ever that it's about balance it's about it's it's what i what i said last week to someone it may have been you was it's it's kind of it's about fine-tuning, and I, sometimes I think, okay, why are we running around chasing our tails, um, working seven days a week, sometimes you know, 14, 16, 18 hours a day? Do we really need to do this? Does everyone really need to do this? Mm-hmm. And there's a great there's – there's a kind of movement recently uh, in some countries of um, working a four-day week and having three days off, which I'm, I'm thinking – maybe this is a way forward maybe it's not about you know the old um Andy Warhol saying about pop eating itself maybe we we should stop eating ourselves and wake up and smell the flowers you know take a bit of time to to do things for yourself and for your family and and you have the flowers to wake up and smell i do but i know i grow my own vegetables which i know i'm just planting seeds now and maybe it's about it's about balance. That's all you can strive for, really. Is it something that's fundamental as rediscovering our humanity, do you think? I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've kind of become machines, haven't we, really? So fashion will change. It was changing anyway, but this is definitely, this will, this will push it on much faster. And not a bad thing. Sam, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. I hope I get to see the gardens, though. Oh, so do I, so do I. I hope somebody sees it. I'll, I'll be posting lots of pictures, so don't worry. <laughs> Instagram, what, at Sam? At Sam Ignite One, yeah. It's Sam Ignite One. Um, all right, lovely. Thank you, Sam. Thank you.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, And you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, biannual special print editions, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education.